The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's 3.06 uh, Monday afternoon, 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. It's Jaylen and Andrew back together again. And uh, as we as we get back into the routine of things, uh, one of our monthly features that we have on the show, um, former Global Edmonton troubleshooter Julie Matthews, consumer expert, joining us in studio. And oftentimes uh, when we talk about scams, we're talking about the ones that target adults, but there are plenty that target children as well. And with kids getting back to... Uh, back to school shortly, we thought it would be a great time to talk about those scams and how to protect your kids with, once again, our consumer expert, Julie Matthews. Hey, Jules. Hey, Jalen. How's it going? Good. Hi, Andrew. Hello. <laughs> just finishing the text. Weird. Sorry. That yeah, seemed, that just seemed I don't know what happened Kind of weird there, guys. Anyway, um, so, you know, I, I don't know if people actually think that there are a whole lot targeting kids, but there are. There are. I mean, I think some pe- parents especially are starting to think, you know what, kids are online a lot. They're um, on social media a lot. And I think some parents will recognize that there are potentially threats there for them. Um, I was talking to some teenage relatives over over holidays and they told me Facebook is dead. Facebook is for old Facebook people. Facebook is dead. Um, so they're all about Snapchat and yep. Instagram. But there are people in the fraud protection community that now call Instagram Insta scam mm-hmm. because it is rife with scams, uh, mostly images, celebrity links that will target teenagers or young people to click on to win a prize, to win a contest. And then once they click on it, they're directed to another site that asks them to enter a lot of personal information. Mm. So with young people, they may not, unless parents have actually talked to them about identity theft, I mean, they're told not to maybe give out their phone number, but if they think they're entering a contest, or Beyonce is going to send them a T-shirt. I mean, will how much information would they be really willing to fill in? Mm-hmm. That's interesting because you think when you think about identity th- theft, uh, you think about that guy who fishes your website and gets your, uh, you know, your online credentials so that he can empty your bank account. But really, those scams that you're referring to are more about getting people with no credit history so that you can set up a credit history in their name. Yes, I mean, there's been some studies in the U.S. that have shown that one child out of every 40 households has had their identity compromised Ugh, in some way. Really? And that 27% of child identity thefts are related to someone they know. So someone is coming into their home, a relative, a friend of the family, uh, maybe a babysitter. Um, you know, you have to remember that, especially when it comes to a child, you don't need a lot of information to start building an identity. And it's this beautiful, pure fraud creation kit almost for a fraudster because a child has zero credit history. Yeah, an absolute whiteboard, right? Exactly. But explain to me how they, what are they looking to do and and is it something that down the road will pay off for them? Because it doesn't immediately pay off for the scammers, does it? Well, they will use it to basically, so let's say they have a name and a birth date and if they can get a SIN bonus Mm -hmm. and a lot of when you have a baby in a hospital, one of the forms that parents will sometimes get is to fill out a sin right then to get a social insurance number. So there are a lot of babies out there and young children that have sins. And so um, some people are saying that daycares, uh, hospital records, uh, dance clubs, sports associations, people are entering a lot of personal information on there. How many people are getting access to that? Now the scammers are going to take a birth date, 
um, an address and a name, and that that enough is a, enough to start an identity. If they can mm. get the SIN, that's great. And so what they do is they will take um, the match the child's SIN with a fake identity, or they'll use the child's SIN and real name and then alter the birthday. Uh, okay. And most people and parents obviously won't be tipped off that anything's going on until their child gets a job, applies for, for a student years. loan. I mean, imagine what someone could do with a baby's identity, and then by the time they re- the child reaches 16, they're like, my goodness, my child has a mortgage, yeah. and a loan, and five credit cards. I mean... People listening might think this is so far-fetched, this doesn't happen. I'm I'm telling you, it really does. And there is a huge increase in the amount of child identity theft because they just don't get caught as quickly. The rest of us, you know, will apply for something, we'll go to sell our house, you know, something will come up mm-hmm. and red flags will show. But these days, I mean, you can log on to anything from almost anything. So cell phones, tablets the home computer, the family computer, the laptop. So what's a parent to do then? I mean, we can't be looking over their shoulder the whole time. No, I think parents, when you do fill out your child's information on for a sports team, for a club, for school, whatever, it's important to ask those associations how they protect that information and how many people have access to it. And I think that how many parents talk to teenagers or kids about frauds? My children know a fair bit about it. <laughs> I don't know if they understand it. They're 9 and 11. But um, I think especially for teenagers or if your child is online or on social media a lot, show them one. Take a screen capture of the crazy emails that we all Mm -hmm. get or the text messages and talk to them about it. Say, can you read this? What does this mean to you? Would you click on that link? You know, a lot of the ones that young people fall for too because they're always talking to their friends is that a young person's email account or Instagram account might get hacked and then that person will message everyone on the friends list with an OMG, check this out with a link that will then either viruses, again, direct them to a website that's trying to get their information. They think they're answering a friend's message. Mm. Hmm. I mean, it's really good to have that conversation with young people. You know, a light bulb just went off when you said that because when you were first talking about this and I thought I wouldn't bother bringing it up, but then you kind of brought it up yourself. Uh But back when I coached, we would get all the players' social insurance numbers in the event that we had to take them to the hospital. If they were to get injured, we would we wanted to have as much information on them as possible to get treatment as quickly as possible. We in no way secured that information. Absolutely in no way secured that. That would have been just on pieces of paper and, and a binder. And why would you need the SIN number to get to a hospital? Well, you know, you know, in PEI at the time, if they didn't have their own card, then you okay. could get treatment with a SIN number instead, right? But... Yeah, when I think about it now, the number of times that I've been asked for a SIN number, and this texter saying, a friend of mine called to see what he needed to finally get around to getting his driver's license. They asked for his info and told him, you've had a driver's license already. He said, what? And they said, yep, you've had a license for over two years now. Well... And we've talked about this. Digging, Digging your way out of identity theft, identity fraud, because they're two different things. Mm-hmm is a long and awful process. It can take years and years and years. Yeah, months and months of your life, hours and hours and hours on the phone. um, And imagine, and the more time it's been going on for, I've heard the longer it takes. So imagine if your child's identity was stolen Mm -hmm. when they were young and you don't find out till they're a teenager how long that could take. Um, You know, definitely it's important to check our credit reports as adults. And they say you should start checking them once someone turns 16 or the first time they get any kind of credit 
credit or a bank account or anything. So you're my go-to and you have been for years about, you know, okay, what you should be doing then. Then, you know, for you with your kids, what do you do to protect them? You've you've told them about uh, identity theft. You you probably are very careful about what information you're you're giving out. What else do you do that other parents could do? Well, I mean, parenting is such a tricky thing, you know, right? I mean, I every parent needs to make their own decisions, and I don't want to, you know, one parent mm-hmm. to judge another. My children, um, at the ages they are, they're just not online very much. Um, they don't have cell phones at this age. Um, nothing against parents yeah. whose children do, um, but they're just not online mm-hmm. very much, so they're not really at risk. I talk to them about scams and frauds. Obviously, that's talked about in our house a lot. They know the last time a scammer called our house, my son came right running over with the air horn because he knows that that's what I do to the scammers when they call my house. Um, you know, so they have some general knowledge that that this sort of thing goes on. But I basically talk to them about, mm-hmm. you know, if you're playing a game online, you know, are you talking to other people and are other people from other places in the world and and do you know who they are? Mm-hmm. And so that happened with a game that my children were playing and, and we just sort of nipped that in the butt. And I just believe, you know, we have access to all their electronics and we monitor all of that you know even Pinterest my children like you know pinning crafts and Halloween costumes they're on my Pinterest account Um, those are some of the things I take but I know that when my children become teenagers that will take oh Mm -hmm. that will be a whole other ball game right Mm -hmm. so they'll be explaining social media to you that's the thing right and that's why I ask about well what can you do because I, I love your idea of when you're still the authority on the internet, that's the best time to talk to your children about how to use the internet because when they get in their teens, they're the authority. They start telling you how Insta works or, hey, see, I'm even calling it Insta now, not Instagram, <laughs> but they're they're the authorities. And, you know, I guess another one, and I don't know, this is, a you know, a darker scam, I suppose, but when you read all those stories about people who start friendships with what they believe to be similarly aged mm-hmm. children, and then they are encouraged to send pictures or, you know, that they're not looking to steal identity, but they're looking they're looking to trade in child pornography basically and there's been some really serious uh, sexting scams as well that started on social media same thing as what you're talking about where they think they're talking with another child and then they get contacted by someone claiming to be the parent of the other child saying that I'm going to tell your parents or my child is underage and they the child let's say your son or daughter is so freaked out that this is happening that they may have committed a crime because this person is underage or that their parents are going to be told will actually be talked into buying gift cards, wiring no money. Really? I'm not even kidding. It, it's that whole wiring money thing. Teenagers are doing it. You know, red light, the FBI put out a warning this summer about the states, the red light camera scam, where they are going on social media and they are shopping for young drivers. They are then contacting them by phone, pretending to be a police officer, saying, we caught you on a red light camera, you're going to lose your license. Well, to a teenager, imagine Mm -hmm. what that means. Their parents are going to find out. They're told to wire money. Here, pay this fine and you won't lose your license. Wow. And their parents never even find out. It's so bad. The FBI put that warning out in the States this this summer. So, I mean, teenagers are being contacted. And yeah, they're not going to tell their parents about all of that. So let's start talking about it now and making sure that, I'm sorry, but we need to make them a little bit suspicious. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we really do because a lot of young people feel 
vulner- um, sorry, invincible, mm-hmm. and they don't realize how vulnerable they really are, and we need them to be suspicious. Well, we need them to be suspicious of strangers and trust uh, trustful of their parents, because that's the other conversation. <laughs> yes. You know, that if you think you're in trouble, come to me first. So yeah. we'll, we'll deal with the discipline part of it later, but come to me. That, that shocks me and, and disappoints me. I, I had not heard of that, the red light thing, but I can see it working. I mean, my, my daughter with her new license, my mm-hmm. son with his new license, I can see them not wanting to come to me. But they are smart enough not to send, you know, no police force takes gift cards. CRA doesn't take <laughs> gift cards. I don't know how many more times. I guess every day, right? None every of these day. agencies take gift cards. So if they're asking for that, it's a scam. Let's do this. We'll uh, take a break here more with Julie Matthews right after this. Consumer expert and former global troubleshooter Julie Matthews joining us in studio today. We're talking about those scams that target kids, your kids, your niece and nephew, your your grandkids. And yeah, there's a lot of them out there. And, you know, very specifically, um, we look at some of them targeting products, you know, products for kids, maybe an iPhone or some computer stuff. And I also want to touch on these modeling ones as well, because we've heard stories over the years about um, a lot of money being being shelled out pictures, you name it, it can it can get pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of the modeling and talent scams, I mean, I remember a number of years ago when I was still troubleshooter, they were advertising on radio stations and people were lining up mm-hmm. outside these ballrooms and, you know, they were going to be on Disney shows and, you know, nothing ever comes out of that. Um, and there was quite some investi- interesting investigations about mm-hmm. all of that. But now we're seeing um, on Instagram, it's becoming more common for companies and agencies to reach out to people directly, you know, direct messaging, you know, like I'll have businesses reach out to me. They want me to sponsor a product. They offer you free stuff. Imagine that's being done to teenagers. Yeah. Okay. Now imagine you're pretending to be a modeling scout or a talent scout and, oh, I love your pictures. I'd really love it if you could send me some more. Um, can you call this number? I mean, again, remember they're either after money or they're after information or sadly yeah. pictures and perhaps compromising ones. And again, this is something we need to talk to, you know, young girls about, I would say more so, but but young boys as well, to make sure that people understand that not everyone means well, <laughs> you know, and just because someone calls your pictures beautiful and wants to see more of them, you don't know what they're going to do with those pictures. And a modeling contract sounds really nice, but there are very few of those out there that really turn into mm-hmm. anything. Do you remember those? Uh, Absolutely. Jay? Yes. Because I hadn't even thought that. Miss the- Hawaiian Tribe. Really, eh? Because I'm thinking, of course, with technology comes better and more efficient ways to scam. But I took part in one of those where it wasn't for models. They they opened it up to models, uh, actors, actresses. Mm -hmm. We'll have talent scouts in-house. There was hundreds of people... And But all of us paid for this opportunity to be in front of these supposed scouts who were local judges that were hired. They they were better actors than we were. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge moneymaker. So I can imagine now with the internet how much easier that is. Yeah. And immediate, so. right? Because mm-hmm. you can get the money right now instead of waiting and holding a class and renting a ballroom. Yeah, right. I remember being, you know, probably 12, 13, 14, around there and having some family photos taken, actually. And the photographer then was like, oh, you know, you're very bleh, all those lines, all of those lines. We should do more pictures for you. Mm-hmm. We have this contest, all this sort of thing. And I, I'm guessing that my parents shut it down because there wasn't much more 
or heard about it. But yeah, as a young girl, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I would be so awesome. You know, mm-hmm. you think, oh, this would be, yeah. Yeah, when, you dream of, right? It, yeah. yeah. Somebody has uh, texted the show and said, how do you protect your children if IDs have been stolen from a home? Hmm. Well, hopefully they've reported it to police. Um, and also they would want to... Um, well, it depends on how old the children are. I would say you might want to flag their their credit credit report, right, with Equifax mm, and TransUnion sure, yeah. to make sure that if those IDs get used to open up a credit card or get a loan or something like that, that they catch that. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, notifying police and keeping an eye on that credit report, those are the biggest things you can really do. How, ma- how many times do you find... Uh that you have to repeat the same basic information, <laughs> and and I, I mean it's a it's you know it's a sincere be, question, well, right? Because it keeps happening. I, I, exactly, and and I'm not there's there's no criticism here. Trust me, but I'm you know the more you talk, the more I think about conversations we've had in the past, and I think about okay, so as I said earlier, and you agreed, no government agency takes a gift card as payment, but and yet that scam is still alive and well and making tons of money. The tips that we've given before hold just as true now as they did then, that if you get an email, and some of these emails are so good, mm-hmm, and yeah. I've had some myself, and I'm a pretty suspicious guy, but I do bank with that bank, and I did deposit some U.S. funds, and you know, you look at it and go, a lot of this meets the criteria, but then you point to that link, and the link makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, it's not a it's not an official bank link. It's and it's usually a uh, not a dot com or a dot ca, but a dot you know eu or something mm-hmm. like that. Right, but these guys, I mean, they're just getting better and better. I feel sometimes like they're getting better to compete with each other as opposed to trying to rip more people off because well, so many people are doing it. Yeah, the the better they get though, and they beat out the other guy. They yeah. are they are they are uh, they're yep. winning the battle on on that front. The the social insurance number. I mean, kids don't need a social insurance number until they go to get a job, right? That's my impression. I mean, yeah. I'd be interested to hear from anyone who who finds their child needs it sooner. I mean, you said that when you were a coach, but yeah. even like my children uh, play hockey. You don't hockey. need it for a passport, they do you? Don't you don't need, uh, no. under a certain age. I think under 14. I don't okay. have it in front of me, but you can travel on your with your parents' passport. or I can't remember how it works these days, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, I. It's just one of those things. I mean, I got one when I was a child, and Me I too. never touched it until I got my first job, or maybe when I opened my first bank account. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. really remember. But um, well, we did it for the kids right away. So when right they when were they were born, born. Yeah, because as Julie said, we were in the hospital, and they yeah. said it's up to you. Do you want to fill this out now? And we went, yeah, sure, because it's something that you think the day they need it, yeah, we'll have to wait we six months wait to get it. it right. So we got it. Um, so their first pieces of ID were the birth certificate and their social insurance number. But you have to tuck it away safely somewhere yeah, then. Yeah, for sure. You know, whether it's in a safe or mm-hmm. a safety deposit box. Man, the thought of a, you know, a personal safe that is bolted down or a safety yeah. deposit box in a bank is becoming more and more appealing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I you know, kudos to those of you who already have those, but uh, yeah, got to start looking more into that. Just, you know, when you think about where things are tucked in around your house, oh, I'm going to put the passports here, I'm going to put the birth certificates here, I'm going to do this, and then trying to find them afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. How many times have I seen people at midnight t- tweeting oh, each yeah. other? If I were a passport, where would oh, I be right now? Oh, yeah. That's the worst. Well, Julie, um, as always, thank you. Is there is there anywhere that folks can go for a rundown of stuff on this topic, or is it kind 
kind of all over the place. It's a little bit all over the place. I mean, Equifax and TransUnion are the credit reporting yep. agencies. They're really great for a lot of information okay. on their websites for identity theft. And if it happens to you, some some tips and advice on how to get out of it. A lot of the police agencies or can, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre will also be really okay. helpful in terms of website information. I can't even imagine having identity stolen as a child mm-hmm. and, and how many years. Learning 12 or 14 th- how, years Oh later. my gosh. Uh, before we let Julie go, so many of our texters have said uh, to open an RESP, a registered education savings plan, you must have a social insurance oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so that there you go. Reason. There it is. Yeah. Hmm. Julie, thanks for joining us again. We'll talk to you next month. Thank you, guys. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.